This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Monday's episode, new week. Uh, I guess let's just start off. Uh, Mason, how are you doing? How are you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. You know, um, it's cold as balls up here in southern Ontario right now, but yeah, what's the, we're doing uh, fine. What's the Celsius up there, bud? Uh, it was minus uh, 12 today, which was a pain in the ass. It's 47 degrees. Uh, I think if that's far lower. That's like uh fuck that's it's like 20 something i think you're right because what i did instead of doing instead of minusing the negative i've added it together lol yeah um, that'll be um fucking southern that'll be 10 southern that'll mathematics be 10, that'll be 10 degrees fahrenheit 10 degrees that's real that's tight as tight yeah that we haven't even gotten to the cold yet like it's actually been a really fucking warm winter this year just everyone no one's noticed because you know pandemic but right um yeah. all right so stupid question if it's 35 degrees here does that mean it's zero degrees celsius uh i think zero is like because i thought it, i thought the trend i thought to change from celsius to fahrenheit was well it would be plus it's 32 35. 32 degrees is zero word okay so it was zero basically zero is like the freezing point word. when you're talking about celsius right mm-hmm. so if you guys don't have ice it, it ain't all right so it was two degrees celsius in shreveport yesterday and it was very nice that's nice very nice it was very nice <laughs> i wore my first pair of jeans i was gifted a pair of jeans on my birthday your first pair ever uh since I, let's the first since pair used. since I don't know middle school. Okay, okay. So, um, like fifteen, twenty years ago. <laughs> no, and that, jeans, that can't be right. jeans that can't be are right. can, fifteen years. Staple. You gotta have jeans. Jeans are the well, best. I got a, I got a pair. They're and, so comfy. Uh, they're pretty comfy. 
I'm not going to lie. The only, They're so comfy. The only thing that was weird wearing it was that, like, my legs were warm except for the, like, the bottom. Your, like, ankles. Yeah, like, the ankles yeah. to, like, my calf, like, mid-calf was cold, which kind of blew my fucking mind. Or, like, when it's really fucking cold out, like, and you're wearing, like, jeans that, like, I don't really wear tight jeans, but if they're a little bit tighter, they'll fucking, like, it feels like the cold is, like, clinging to your leg. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a nice feeling. Yeah, because I have, a, um, my wife bought me a pair of Fit, some Fit black jeans. I like them. Um, it's new. It's a, it's a new thing, I guess. It's, like, it's funny to get a pair of fucking Fit jeans at 29 because it feels like I'm going through, like, the earliest step of, uh, like almost midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> You're going through that early midlife. Anyway, well, um, but yeah, so my wife brought me up there to go see a, a game for my birthday, and uh, it was tight. Um, it's crazy that there was no, um, like they, they didn't have any, like 25% of the crowd could be there. Like they didn't have a, they didn't no have a limit. Yeah, no restriction. Thank you. Um, and it's a small little place, but like it's big, but like it's a small community. So like packing it out isn't going to be, I guess, it's it's not common. You know, maybe like a playoff, sure. But right now, not so much, you know. But it was tight. I got to sit in my favorite seat. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you had a good time. Shepherd's Port. Shepherd's Port. The, the fictional land. Yeah, they fucking. I'll be honest. It's a it's a little upsetting to hear that uh, there's no limit or anything. Uh, The way COVID's going, I think it's frustrating. Oh yeah, yeah. But But, I mean, if that isn't a depiction of like the U.S. and then like subcategory the South for like what's (laughs) going on with COVID, like I don't know how else to explain it. Like people weren't wearing masks. We, me and my wife, wore our masks like the entire game. we sat it was awesome because like no one sat in the seats the row in front of us or behind us so like we were we were pretty we had, oh, yeah, we had a am, nice going you know i'm forgetting that it's hockey in the south so you're probably socially distanced even if there was a there was yeah. a good number of people but like i guess people already have their favorite seats so we sit in like a not so congested area which is fine with me because it's, it's such a small spot. It's like there's no real bad seat. But, but yeah, so went to that. Super fun. Uh, I got pretty fucked up, not gonna lie. Uh, but the bad part was that our THP and fantasy draft was happening during it, and I didn't have, like, a great reception. And they wanted me to jump on because we did a live stream, folks. And if you want to hear them make fun of my terrible-ass team, uh, you could – probably find it on THPN's main page on Twitter, but I got like three or four picks in and my shit just like straight up, like it, like I had like zero bars. <laughs> it just kicked me from it. So I have this wonky ass team. Um, I'm surprised I didn't draft Corey Crawford. Oh man. We got to talk about that. I got Duncan Keith, which was like terrible. And I got an injured ass, um, Who's their captain? Jonathan Taves. Got Jonathan Taves. Why would you? Why would you draft that? Taves is up for the year. Why would you draft that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Stupid yeah. motherfuckers. Um, but before we move on, sorry, I just like no. we gotta talk about Crawford. We gotta talk about him because that is absolutely tragic. And if you it's haven't the heard New the Jersey news, curse. Well, yeah. If you haven't heard the news, <laughs> Crawford um is announced his retirement from hockey. Basically, um, ten year NHL veteran. It seems like he was around for much longer. Uh, three. Is he two three. or three? Three-time Stanley Cup champion. Like, just guys done, won everything he can in hockey. Um, great goalie, franchise goalie of the Chicago Blackhawks. Brought them back to – brought them back into prominence, really. Like, they were having trouble selling seats in Chicago. People forget that before that franchise got Kane, Taves, him. Like, they – blackouts on games just to make fans fill the stadiums it was nuts like they that was an original six team in the doghouse and he was a big reason and a big part of how um they turned that around they got fans back in the seats they put that franchise really you could say in the last decade probably the most successful franchise in the nhl yeah Um, i mean it's crazy to think because like we could have like uh ray ray from house of hockey on because uh, she's a Chicago native to talk about it, but like she grew up there, and like it's crazy to think that like as she was growing up, uh, her parent, her dad, I remember her telling the story like was boycotting the game because of how shitty the um, the management team was. They weren't you couldn't watch the game on television. You had to go to the game if you wanted to see it, and it was all due to you know the the owner of the team just like having you know at ends with with the league and with the city. Um, but it's crazy to think just in just in a few years, you know, they went from like a team, like no one talks about um, to a, the team that gets like just about the most games uh, televised, all of the outdoor games, it seems uh, <laughs> it's just crazy, you know? Yeah. And obviously you have to credit a lot of that to Joel Quenville, Stan Bowman, especially. Yes who turned that organization around. I don't know what the fuck he's doing right now, but you know what? That man really turned not only he worked with the London Knights for a while, I believe too, which is enough said probably the best OHL, arguably one of the best CHL teams um, organizations for a long time and really turned around that franchise reinvigorated interest with among the fans, just, it was astonishing what he accomplished there, what Corey Crawford accomplished there. And, you know, um, personally just wishing him the best in retirement. Obviously it's not, he's not leaving on the, his own terms. It's through injury. And, you know, that's horrible. That's not how you want to see a guy like that with a career like that go out. But, you know, Corey Crawford made his mark on hockey. He will be remembered as one of the best goalies, one of the most accomplished goalies of his, you know, of this not era. generation, but his era, right? Yeah. So, because it, it's crazy, if, if you really think about it, like it wasn't, you know, like broken bones, dislocations. It, it wasn't concussions. Well, it was concussions. Um, well, vertigo. But yeah, right? his vertigo is 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 really his probably his reason for exiting exiting. And if if he didn't suffer, you know, these head injuries like that, like maybe New Jersey isn't the end, you know, like he could have played a couple of years in New Jersey and that would have been a great team to, for him to, 
to fall back on 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 the last bit of his career. Um, it's just sad to see that, you know. And I know New Jersey fans are probably upset because it's pretty last minute. But you know, you know when you're done, and you know I couldn't I couldn't imagine trying to put put my gear on to go out and play when my heart's not in it anymore. You know, and try to fake it for for a team and an organization. But just to I don't know. It's tough. Like uh, we're starting to see people leave, like big names that were um, that were like present in our in our youth, starting to walk, and it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild to think that you know, as long as like some guys like Joe Thornton have been around for fucking ever, and it seems like they'll never leave hockey. But you know, a player's career can be cut short by injuries. It, it goes by quickly. And, you know, I think uh, it's best not to take things for granted. And, you know, it just shows how short your window of winning really is in the NHL. And on that note, um, Carey Price. Um, first of all, like, where do you want to start with the Carey Price news? Um, let's start um, with the fucking mask. Yeah. On, I don't I, even I, have a, little light, a little more lighthearted tone. Let's start with the mask. Let's do it with the mask. Um you know, so you sent me this, and I was driving to uh, to Shreveport, and uh, I, I didn't see it at first. You were like, "Hey, did you see it?" I said, "No." It's you fucking you nuts, it. bro. And I and I looked at it, and then I watched the video of the guy explaining it. Um, very intricate, and it's bizarre. It's got um, uh, it's, it's it looks like, like he was on he was on acid. <laughs> When he decided <laughs> well it's crazy because it. like it's like a mixed media piece so like uh there's like teeth and it's like cybernetics involved in, in the face you know it's like a skull um but like so the guy used like an acrylic polish like a gloss over like the mechanical work to make it look like that and then just use the flat matte surface to do like the bone structure so like this mask just as an artistic piece is like it's intricate it's very like there's always details on a mask but this one's like the even the process the layering of the colors is 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 even brought to you know to to the full picture when you when you really look at it but it's got like a gauge on on the side it's insane like i forgot i forgot i was talking to an artist when i brought this up (laughs) your 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 description understanding of it's so much more intricate i just think it looks fucking weird okay like, so cool no yeah, like yeah. cool don't get me no, wrong you're right but like, like so like there has never been anything like this in the nhl let alone like <clears throat> i think any pro hockey that i have seen like maybe some fucking russian gassed up goalie in the khl has some sort of crazy ass mask i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked but we see customized masks you know they're becoming more and more popular and goalies do more and more more with them but we haven't seen like this the whole thing like there's no there's no low like usually price has like he pays homage to stuff he likes or you'll see some cool designs but a consistent has been habs colors habs logo this like it just fucking (laughs) this is just no like if it wasn't a goalie if you didn't know what hockey was and you didn't watch hockey, you would just think that this is some fucking like 
serial killer's mask that he wears when he goes out to murder people. It's it's fucking insane. And if you haven't seen it, just look up Carrie Price mask on any I mean, social media. Looks, like it looks like the Terminator meets like a fucking Digimon. Um, <laughs> like, like it's got like brain. It's got like like I'm almost it looks, like it's a cyborg, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it's like basically taken to me. Uh, I don't know. Art is just like there's no explanation. It's for your. It's for you to decide what you think it is, and it looks like, and it's great for Carey Price being older, an older player now. And I'm not saying he's an old ass man. I'm just saying, like, further into his career, it's like the meshing of like an an ancient or an old being just brought back to life, which is kind of like what we saw in the fucking playoffs last year. You know, just like Carey Price finding a way to be Carey Price. You know, um, that's so, definitely a way of looking at it. But it's got like these crazy ass like integral parts on it. Um, it's like the goaltender's power system written on the side and shit. Uh, Vesna power, <laughs> like like does they, they just added does so it, much. Does it shit. say Vesna power on it? Yeah, it does. Uh. <laughs> that, and that's that's funny because I, I remember when I sent it to you, and like this is not I don't know if it's word for word. If not, it's close to it. So Carey Price has either fucking lost his mind or he's gonna win the Vesna this year. Like, look, uh, and, that and mask che- is a fucking statement. So my favorite part about it is that little is the little. I don't. I'm not a computer person, but it looks like a, a motherboard, right? So that's where it's got the Vesna power on it. But it's got like the wires that are connected, like uh, two slots are like the uh, Roy, and then the other one's uh, Plante. So it's like it's super cool. So it's like paying homage to like he's using like the motherboard and, and he's getting his Vesna power to this mask from like goaltenders like uh, Wah and uh, and Plante, and then he's got. Uh, He's got under it. It's like a fucking PSI gauge, but it's a percentage saved uh, indicator. And it's uh, it's like right. It's it's at like a nine. <laughs> it's a uh, it's crazy looking. It's Fuck, looking, it's looking to... like it's a nine point point one oh, you know, like as a save percentage for this year. Like it's crazy. Like I did not analyze it as much as you did. And now I feel totally oh, unprepared. But what's really cool about it is, is the back piece, you know, that, that second part of the helmet. Um, it's got, uh, it's instead of like a Florida Lee logo, it's got the original maple leaf from, um, from the Canadians first Jersey. That Christmas. Oh jersey. yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then in one of the eyes is uh is the rocket. And it, you know it's funny that you <clears throat> that you say um there was Jacques Plant uh like kind of reference to it because I don't know if you remember, fuck I can't remember how long ago it was. I think it was a Winter class the Winter Classic. He wore a Jacques Plant. Um, heritage, yeah, for the heritage classic, he wore a Jean mm-hmm. Plot, Jacques Plant like goalie mask. Yeah, so it, was it was like it was like super retro face. looking. No, it was Jacques Plant's like face where he's wearing like the very first mask. Yeah, the the, the brown like just looks. Yeah, leathery. it was just crazy. So I think you know maybe that's someone he idolized as um a young goalie. Which I mean, can you really blame him? Right, and then uh the back piece that's got like like the 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 port that's like you know embedded into the skull it's got the og 
Canadians maple leaf, and then it says made in Canada, and then in the same in French under it. It's beautifully done. See, I just love it even more. Fuck off that. (laughs) I'm really curious to see what it looks like on the ice. Because it's right. not Habs colors either. Like no, no, no. Keep that in mind. Um. So, so that's another thing I wanted to talk about. So, like, not only did we just get into like the artistic aspect of it and stuff like that, but like, you know, I had a small conversation with you where it was like, how does, how is this going to look on this team? Yet alone, Carey Price, because I feel Carey Price. Yeah, he's a funny guy, but like, he doesn't come off as like a Mark. Uh, Ed, not not Mark Edward, not Pickles, fucking uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Like he's, like he's a fun guy. Um, but he he seems like he's a little bit more serious, a little bit more reserved. And for him to come out with a mask like this, only, almost feels like rejuvenation in his in in his career, maybe in his his um in his play itself. So it's like if this dude's having fun with getting a mask like this, it almost feels useful. Like. Like we could be seeing a, a rejuvenated Carey Price out there with this, you know, monster team that we just assembled. I just think that, like as I said earlier, he's more to me. I, I feel like he's a reserved person, but for him to come out with a crazy, like this is like, it's, yeah, this is like something I could see like Carter Hart coming out with. You know, young kid uh, with a flashy ass mask. You know, uh, excels if, in this. If you're a like. If you're like a rookie or young goalie and you come out with this mask, though, that's fucking bold. Like, keep like I don't know if we've seen a no, goalie you're right. come out with a mask like this. You're right. So like, I almost feel like it takes a guy like Carey Price, who and I we're by the way we're feeding way too much into this. It's a fucking. <laughs> I love it, but dude, like, but, don't give me started. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I just think it takes a veteran to um. Do I'm also seeing like if you look into the eyeball of it. The like robot eye, you can see Henri Richard. Yeah. As well. Like that, it's just so fucking detailed. It's crazy. Yeah, and it, I it's am the so Hab, excited. It's the Hab see. system. It's a uh, uh Habitant's uh archival blocking system. Like just they, they went amazing. all out with this thing. And I know I said the rocket earlier. I feel so stupid. Cause like as soon as I said it, I'm looking at the A and it's it's Henri instead. But like how do you pay homage to this dynasty and at the same time still find a way to bring something new, you know, to the goalie mask, you know, subcategory? Because, I mean, like, you really – you don't see this in any other sport. Like, goalies no. get a chance to just really promote themselves. It's like when you're in when you're a kid and you go to an art class and the teacher's like, I want you to – take a piece of paper and I want you to describe yourself through art on this paper. And it's like, (laughs) Carrie Price's weird ass, you know, like he turned this in, you know? I'm just, you know, like imagine the artist, it says I'm reading, he spent over 250 hours designing and painting this. Imagine like the very first game, he's just watching Price like take fucking slappers off the fucking <laughs> dome and like dive. Like, oh, you must wince. Like, oh, my work. But yeah, no, you probably wince, look... but at the same time, it's like, what an honor. You know, it's being yeah. born. Like, For especially sure. like if you're a young artist, like that, it's got to be like an amazing feeling to know that, like, like you, this mask is going to be seen like 
56 games, you know, even if he doesn't play, I'm sure it's going to get brought up, you know, like true. Um, but, uh, moving on to more, yeah, let's move on a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit and talk about this match for fucking another hour. Um, training camp, uh, nine guys got put on waivers today. Uh, Brandon Baddock, Alex Belzeal, Joseph Bland, DC, Laurent Delphine, Jordan wheel, Gustav Olsen, Xavier Roulette, uh, Charlie Lindgren, and Noah Juleson. One, fine. yeah, one of I was leading up to that. My, Somewhat surprising. I fucked that up. My God, Noah, Noah Juleson. Um, yeah, I uh, I was a little shocked when I saw him on waivers because I I personally, and maybe this is a gaffe on my part, just something me not being intelligent, not paying attention. I had no idea to put a player on the taxi squad. You had to put them on waivers. I think that's incredibly stupid. I think it defeats the purpose of the taxi squad. But apparently that's a thing. And apparently some people knew about it. So maybe I'm just an, an idiot. Nah, but you're fine. I'm supposed to be the don't don't promote <laughs> unintelligence. Like that's supposed to be my side. Like I'm supposed to make you sound like the important one. <laughs> Well, yeah, so no Jolson's on waivers. Um, frustrating. I, You know, I don't think you envision when you draft the first round, you know, after his first real taste of the NHL, you're going to lose him to waivers in five years, especially a defenseman. I think he's still got a potential to be a top four defenseman in this league. Um, he hasn't really played a game in two years, though. Right. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, he could go unclaimed. That's the, the big thing. This this is a through waivers. Any other year, I think he gets picked up. But, you know, a team would have to basically essentially pick him up and put him on their NHL roster, not their training camp, not their taxi squad, their NHL roster, 23-man yeah, or 21-23-man roster, right? So, you know, he could very well make it through, especially given his injury history, which I think would be – well, obviously, like that, we want that to happen. Um, aside from him, I think notably Jordan Wheel and Xavier Roulette are the, probably the biggest names there. Um, mm-hmm. And Charlie Lindgren, pretty fucking shocked, at least. I've kind of thought McNiven's time, his chances have kind of run out in Montreal, but it appears um, I was wrong. So, you know, maybe he's, you know, making a name, making big saves. It's interesting development for sure. Absolutely. Um, but another thing on that Noah Juleson, since we have we've talked about uh just a warehouse full of defensemen, young defensemen we have sitting around. Um, this is this could be like the first, you know, real you know, chance of us seeing like, you know, the dispersal of our some of these big names that we have to move in, you know, the Romanovs, you know guys like that um but there's one name not on that list and that's jake evans and uh you know it's still to be determined but um they're saying right now that jake evans looks to have uh like he has earned a spot on open a night which would be on the fourth line between paul byron and arteri lekanen and um i think it's just big like we didn't not yeah so we didn't get a chance to see too much of him in the playoffs. I mean, he got bodied like bad. And I think he came back for one more game after that. Cheap shotted. 
Okay. Cheap you're right. Shot. You're right. You're right, dude. It was up against the. It was up against the boards. It was just a nasty hit, um, and then he just left the game. But um, I mean, look, kudos to him for for um, you know for right now. You know, there's what two more days um, for him to make a well one more day of, of training for him to really lock in this spot. But good on Jake Evans for for moving up and uh, and showing we can do. Uh, with that fifth line would have been uh, like a uh, paling. So like to win over paling again, like he did in the bubble, um, you know, maybe we'll get a, a good look at Jake Evans and uh, I couldn't be more happy for this young kid. I believe he's like 24 right now. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, I think you probably can agree with me on this and know that I am not surprised at all. Um, I've been a big advocate for yeah, Jake you've been, Evans. You've talked for- him up. Like, yeah, a very, very long time. And I've been absolutely in love with like, I'm realistic about what he's going to be. He's not going to be a top two line guy, but third line, fourth, I think, honestly, third line, eventually center who defensively is phenomenal. An absolute, I love the word um, Ray Ferraro used to describe him buzzsaw. Just kind of, <laughs> kind of like grinded up minutes, cutting down defensive opportunities. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. He's just a great, I just think a great pro. Well, not necessarily prospect him, we're just a great player. I think he plays the game right. He knows what he has to do to succeed. He understands, you know. Great example of a skilled guy in college who was a finalist for the Hobie Baker, which is when I really, really fell in love with him at Notre Dame. I believe became captain, um, put up a shit ton of points, skilled guy, leader of that team, got to the Frozen Four, et cetera, et cetera, all the accolades. Seventh round selection by Montreal in what he's 24, so would have been 2014, I believe. Uh, yeah, 2014, 2013. Anyway, um, yeah, absolutely just love his style of play. A guy who, skilled player in college, realizes that he has to had to change his game even though he was putting up good points in the ahl actually led laval one year i believe last year in points and you know it's paid off you know we saw what he did with some opportunities in montreal last year and clearly he's proven that it wasn't a fluke i think he's going to be a great addition to montreal um in that fourth line center position uh on that note though Paul Byron and Arturi Lekkonen were not and nowhere like not in the stratosphere of who I thought were going to be his line mates. <laughs> I thought he was slotted right in between Michael Furlick and Corey Perry. So now I'm very curious to see where those two guys are going to play. Dude, that is insane. I completely forgot about Furlick being on this team. The acquisitions this, this off season have been, like by the end of it, I, I truthfully think we had one of our best off seasons, um, but just might have taken the reins as the best off season. Uh, I don't know, I'm blanking on the word, um, but like the people we brought in this off season, the amount the amount of of depth is is astronomical to the point to where I think that we might have taken like the best team who came out of this off season. Um, I think there's definitely a case to say we improved the most. 
I think we're top three for sure. Honestly, I um, I think it's hard to ignore what Calgary did. I personally am not a uh, sorry, my phone's vibrating. Uh, honestly, not a, a big fan of Calgary. I just don't. I don't know how the chemistry is gonna work. I don't know like if they'll gel. And I guess you could say the same with Montreal. But I don't know. Calgary's just let me down so many times, like way too many times. To uh, at least in the last few years, they've been really overhyped, and then kind of failed in the play- failed. I think is a really good word way to put it in the playoffs and just historically like they wasted a Ginla, they've wasted Giordano. I don't, I just, I'm not sold. I'll buy it when I see it. Um, I really think a sleeper for best acquisition, like best, most improved team might just be Buffalo. And I know it's a Habs podcast and we're not probably, we're not going to play them until possibly the playoffs this year. But I think it's hard to ignore their offseason when talking about ours just being the best. When you look at what they've added, they added Eric Stahl and Taylor Hall to a top six that I think was already pretty young and pretty talented. And I think they've turned it genuinely into one of the best in the NHL. Their first line is looking to be Taylor Hall centered by Jack Eichel with Victor Olofsson. So, like, (laughs) just... And then if you if they don't score on you, you've got to deal with Eric Stahl, who has proven even in his extended age, like near the end of his career, his twilight years, he can put up fucking points and he can score goals. He scored like 40 like two years ago, something ridiculous, like or close to 40, put up 70 points. And now he's playing now his line mates are Sam Reinhart and Jeff Skinner, another 40 goal scorer alongside you know behind them you've got Rasmus Dahlin who's only going to be better Rasmus Ristolainen I think um you can make a good argument to say that Buffalo might have had the best like a lot of things will have to work out for it but I think in terms of ceiling they might have the best offseason but I would definitely put Montreal in that top three conversation with those two teams it's a hot take and um I mean, maybe – not even maybe. Like, if a team really deserves to have some shit going right for them, it would be Buffalo. Like, Oh, I'm I'm honestly rooting for them. Like, I, you either need to excel with Jake Eichel, Jack Eichel, or you just need to find a way to get him here. Like, what do you mean? I want Jack Eichel. Oh, you're still on the Jack Eichel trade tree. <laughs> um, Patrick, Jack, I, that that guy's not leaving. He's not leaving. <laughs> well, yeah. If they I mean, he could get some pieces if, around him, but if they fail this year, I think you'll see Jack Eichel gone as soon as he possibly can. But if they make progress this year, like I don't know, I don't see it. it I mean, guys, guys like that don't move. For as much noise that follows them, they just don't. That's true. Um, but I mean, just to think like they were just one point from, from having a chance to prove what they can do in the playoffs. Like we did, you know, so yeah. The team might've been made fun of for a while, but like, I think, I think, you know, I, I truly think Buffalo has a chance to really show something. I know their goalies can be kind of hit or miss come 
mid-season, but apparently Linus looks good though. I I personally yeah. don't watch a lot of Buffalo games. Allmark and Hutton is is a pretty lethal combination when they're on point. I've heard that Linus Allmark. I think he's isn't he younger? I I really yes, know nothing younger. about him. Uh, he he could be something not elite, but something special. Like there's something there, and. I think it all boils down to the fact, like, yes, you have Sam Reinhardt, second overall pick, who is a phenomenal player. You have Rasmus Dahlin, who is going to win. Uh, okay, I say going to. If he doesn't get buffaloed, I genuinely think <laughs> he's a multiple Norris Trophy winning defenseman in his prime. I think he could win multiple. And, you know, while, yeah, you've got those guys. It all boils down to you have one of the best players in the world. Jack Eichel, who we forget about because he plays in Buffalo. Never forget about him. Love that kid. I know, but like (laughs) mainstream media, like you don't, you don't think for as good as Jack Eichel is like, let's be honest. I'm going to be called a a fucking Leafs hater here because I am biased. Jack Eichel is better than Austin Matthews. Put them in the same situation. I'm not saying it's not a conversation because it's close. Austin Matthews is a top 10 talent in the NHL. Put them in the same situation though, and Jack Eichel is scoring a hundred points every year. The guy's and he's so good. People were legitimately having the conversation in like it, it, it died down pretty quickly about him over McDavid. And obviously that's blasphemy, and obviously McDavid was always going to go number one. But the fact that anyone challenged him, like no one thought Byfield was going to go over Lafreniere this year. Right. I just think it speaks testament to how fucking good Eichel is too, that like Buffalo, I don't know. They just, it's a shitty, boring, scummy little city in (laughs) New York where not even the cool part of New York. And They've been asked for so long. Like, you don't hear about them, but um, I don't know. I just, I'm a big Jack Oko fan personally. I love I the know. guy. That's but... a city that cares about their fucking sports. Like, that's a blue collar town. Well, what um, else are they going to do? Like, hang out in Buffalo? Like, what is there to do there? I mean, they produce some really good bands. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I, I guess I fuck. I don't need. I don't need to make another city hate me. And uh, we should probably move on to some more Habs stuff. Yeah, look, I got, I got a Habs news. Um, it's a bit small. I guess it, this might not be the most appealing thing to some of the older generation, but for the younger groups, and I know Mason can laugh and say I'm not part of that anymore. But um, the Habs retro jersey uh, dates that they're going to be playing in them has been released. So at the month of February, you got the fourth against Ottawa the 11th against Edmonton and the 20th, my personal favorite against Toronto. Um, and we better you know, can beat the wheels off of them in blue. Um, and then in the month of March, we have on the fourth, we have Winnipeg, the 20th against Vancouver and the 24th again against Edmonton. So I have got to get a retro Jersey. I have got to as well. Um, no, you, you problem is, one. is that no, I don't have a retro. I bought, a, a standard Suzuki and I'm not upset with it, but it's I like literally, it was, oh, I thought it was a reverse retro. No, I, I wish the next month they were like, is when the hype about the reverses <laughs> were coming out. And I was just like, that's awesome. So maybe next yeah. year, 
But um, I'm thinking of. I'm looking forward to that. It's one of those things like I might just have to pick up a few extra shifts. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to lock one just, in. Just yeah, because you know, like I don't want to pay for it, like with like my savings or like you know, just my spending yeah. cash. But at the same time, like I kind of need it, so I might just have to devote like 16 hours of my life to paying for it. <laughs> Which, when you say out loud, just sounds awful. But, it, but come on, what? I want a reverse retro jersey. They're so fucking sexy. Now, They're so they, nice. They are, and I will own one. But now that I have a Suzuki, I'm kind of excited because now we, you know, when these things came out, we didn't have all these big names that just got moved, that just got brought into this team. So by not having it yet. It gives me a chance to watch some of these newcomers and really get a good grips on maybe who I would want on the back of that jersey now. Oh, I, I'm so torn because, and this is going to be a good segue. Um, right now, my only jersey is an Alex Galchenyuk, Ooh. and I've been like fucking torn. Like, should I get a KK, a Suzuki? Or a Dano, because you know I would love Dano. Absolutely. But then Dano kind of went out of the quest out of the equation because of all the trade talk. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do what I did with Galchenyuk, who was, by the way, when one of like my favorite player in Montreal, aside from Markov. Uh, I don't want that where I buy it and then he gets traded in a f- like two years later. It happened to me with my uh, with my Subban jersey, so I recommend giving a giving a weight like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. So he was out of the he was out of the question. And I was like, okay, fucking good. It narrows it down to two. And I was thinking like Suzuki. I'm probably gonna end up buying both, but I'll get a Suzuki, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna tear it up this year. And now enters the fucking equation Alexander Romanov <laughs> wearing Galchenyuk's 27. And it was picked up earlier in the week and I assume he does this every time, but John Liu or Eric, or no, it was Eric Engels <clears throat> um, tweets a video. It's like an hour after practice. And this guy is still out there skating and shooting pucks. And, you know, this starts gaining momentum on Twitter and we see the rest of the week, every time, every, like he's always the last guy off the ice for like a while after every practice. And today I see a picture from John Liu on Twitter. It's about half an hour before practice starts. Who's fucking skating out there? <laughs> Alexander Romanov. This guy's a fucking rink rat devoted to making himself better. Like, no wonder he is on the NHL squad already. And, you know, if the hype and the pressure could not be higher, like, it, somehow it's getting there because like the, the expectations for this kid are insane. And I'm, I, at first I'm just like, how is he going to meet them? But seeing like, there's good, you have to have decent work ethic unless you're Cal Arthur Kaliev to make the NHL and get you drafted. Right. Like you have to hone your craft. Right. But this kid's got that winning mentality. Like we talked, I talked about it with Jan Meshack who I think has it, he gets it as well. Clearly Romanov's the same way. And I love that Montreal is drafting players like this because they push each other to be better. When you have an organization like that, that's an organization of winners. And it's funny we were talking about Buffalo because I didn't plan this, but if you want to see an organization with 
like I said, one of the best top sixes in the league. Overall, just very talented, but they've developed a losing mentality. Same with Edmonton. We talked about it before. Teams with winning mentalities go much further on less skill. And if these guys can push each other and, you know, continue to grind and just build a winning mentality once they're in the primes of their career, careers and they're ready to win and they've got a good squad, they're going to be able to do what it takes. And you know damn well Romanov is not going to lose a game because he didn't practice hard enough and didn't try hard enough. And that's all you can ask, right? We're fans. We, we pay their salary. We go to their games. We cheer for them. I don't like at the end of the day, I might, I might lose a little bit of sleep if we don't win the Stanley cup. I'm not going to, I'll be honest. I'll shed a few tears, but my life isn't going to end if we don't win, but it's going to be, that's, that's pills a lot easier to swallow when you know, those guys gave absolutely fucking everything they had. And I really do think with guys like Romanov and Mishak coming up, I think this team has a great future. And I, I'm even more convinced now that Romanov is going to contribute a lot to Montreal's roster this year. And I'll, uh, I'll let you add your two cents because, sorry, I, I've gone on another one of my tangents, but I'm just no, so impressed by Romanov. There's no need. Uh, I mean, truthfully, I don't want to sully the greatness that was just spoke. Uh, I think that's a great <laughs> that's a great end, you know, like the exiting moment of a, of a good episode. We just, you know. We just locked in. I couldn't really – I don't think I could give it the justice that you just did other than um, he's available in fantasy, and I hope that he, he gets some, some opportunities because I'd love to pick him up. But um, when you see a kid do that, you see a kid come early, stay late, he's, it's not just like you're trying to make an impression, but like I believe it's beyond that with these – with, with – uh, you know, European born players, like this kid wants it. And I'm just so happy. This kid wants it on our team. (laughs) Oh yeah. He looks uh, like a star. He really does the way he carries himself too. Like he he seems like a quiet, humble guy. Sounds like he knows how good he is. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's quiet and humble, Mm -hmm. but he's also a hockey piece of shit like he understands how good he is but he knows he's that good because he puts in the work yeah that makes sense no absolutely it's it's like uh i mean it's hard not to bring up cole caulfield but like cole caulfield will will legit just watch film when he's you know like he loves watching film he loves practicing like like it's it's the kids like that you know like like a young Sidney crosby a nathan mckinnon that have literally taken these these big moments in their life of development and just put it all or nothing into this game, into honing their craft. And that's the ones that you see turn into Sidney Crosby, you know, or Nathan McKinnon. And we don't know what Romanov has in store. We're going to get a great look at it this season. But when you put in the work like that, normally you get what you what you deserve. You get everything that you put in, you know. I will say, in regards to the Caulfield comment, I'm not sure if he has that same cockiness. I just think, like... I think his I cockiness like, is, is on the ice. I he think will never present more... it in, in public. And I don't know this kid, but I just think, truthfully, like, he knows what he can do. And I, I truthfully think he 
I don't think it gets to his head, but I know that he can bring it when he needs to. And whether yeah, or not he like, brings that out in public is a different story. You know? What I mean to say is I think Caulfield is a guy who can be rattled. And I think we okay. kind of saw it in the World Juniors. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought he played really well. But he was clearly being getting rattled because he wasn't scoring. And I think he contributed a lot to that American team in a lot of different ways. But that's a guy who has spent his whole career as a hockey player being told, you're not big enough, you're never going to make it. You're not big enough, you're never going to make it. You know, stuff like that. And I just think you have to have a certain level of cockiness to make it as far as you are within those circumstances. But I do genuinely think there's that part of him because of those comments, because of his height in which like he feels like he, he has to prove you wrong. Like he has to score and he has to do all this and marvel you in order to like not self-validation, but you know what I mean? To like kind of just make you like show you you're wrong. I think with a guy like Romanov, it's more than just watching him skate watching some of the skirmish today, watching some tape in the KHL world juniors. This guy doesn't give a fuck about (laughs) whether he scores or what the stat sheet looks like because he he's looking across the rank and he's going, but did I win? I'm better than you. Like, I know I'm better than you. I don't need to validate that. I just think like, and like, obviously like we're not going off my, just that's what I see when I see him play. He just, there was always that guy in sports, at least for me, like the guy who talks, like there's always kids who are good and they talk, but they rattle you a lot less than the guy who is just look like doesn't say anything and just fucking dominates you. Mm -hmm. Cause you're just not worth his time. You know, he's just so much better than like that. I don't know. I just think that mentality, that's a fucking killer. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know why. I just thought about Jiren from Dragon Ball Z. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not a bad example. No, no, no. that's or not like, a bad example. Or like, like Beerus. Quiet dominance, you know, like. Yeah, or like less calm, quiet. And if you don't watch Dragon Ball, you're not going to have any fun clue we're talking about. Like Beerus, like, just like, oh, that's funny. That's cute. Like, I'm just going to demolish you now, right? Like, right. just that mentality. Um. And yeah, just last thing on the Romanov front. I know I've been chatting away here, but um, fuck. And then I just lost my train of thought. Well, oh <laughs> uh, fuck. I, I don't even. Something... I don't even know how you could have anything more to say about Romanov. No, there was some sort of update. Um, yeah, he was. He's playing second, second pair, second line power play too. Oh, as yes, a rookie, he is. we talked about that. Yeah, and I don't know if we discussed it last episode, but I wanted to um bring that up again because that's just yeah, we brought that up, but uh, we said we weren't sure where it lies because it was just the beginning of the practice. Um, but yeah, no, it's confirmed now. Like he's awesome. He's second pairing, or I don't even know how you fucking second PP unit. There we go. Yeah, like, there you go. And which you know, just more hype. More, more Romanov hype. I know this kid doesn't need any more pressure. But like I said, I don't think it fucking faces him. I don't think he gives a shit like what anyone says. And I think maybe that a little bit has to do with 
the language barrier too. Like just it's white noise to him, but yeah, big things from, I've been trying to stifle it. I think (laughs) like not saying like, he's not going to like, like I'm super hyped for him, but like, I don't expect him to be a star. And now I'm just so fucking hype. Like I can't help it. And maybe it's cause hockey's so close. Um, I gotta say, I'm fucking excited for Wednesday wrapping things up here. I don't know if I've anticipated a hockey game more than this one. I've got one of my buddies, a big Leafs fan who I work with. So he's part of my social bubble and we are watching, uh, watching this game together. And I fucking hope Montreal wins like knock on wood. Cause I will fucking hear it. If we lose to the Leafs after that much waiting and anticipation for a hockey game, I just want us to blow them out of the water. Well, I think every Habs fan wants that more than anything. And I and... hope Romanov lays Nick Robertson out on the ice. <laughs> oh, man. You can't end an episode without some trash talk. Uh, but anyway, folks, this has been Habs Nightly. We hope you guys have a great start to your week. You're just two days away from Hawk Trot. And Thursday, you'll have another episode where all as equals just be super excited about the way that we played just excited for hockey to be back so you guys have a great great start to your week and we'll talk to y'all thursday yeah that or i'll be screaming at the refs but i guess we'll You'll see always thursday. be screaming at the refs also follow us on twitter at have nightly <laughs> and at bayou benders you guys have a great week you're listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.